0: You are now listening to Canadian Plastics Magazine's podcast series on resin supply, demand, and pricing during COVID-19. I'm your host, Mark Stephen, the editor of Canadian Plastics Magazine. Our guest today is market expert Jeremy Pafford, Head of North America Market Development for ICIS, which is based out of Houston. Jeremy has been with ICIS since 2013, specializing in petrochemical markets in North and South America, and has more than 20 years' experience in the news and publishing industry. In part four of our series, Jeremy will give an overview of the North American polyvinyl chloride market, including pricing trends and new capacity coming online that will determine supply, demand, and pricing for PVC during this unprecedented pandemic.
1: The polyvinyl chloride marketplace um, is is one that's very much tied to the economy. As the economy grows, as the economy contracts, polyvinyl chloride typically is right along for the ride. It very much is, is fueled by what gdp does the incurring environment obviously you have a lot of constraints due to the you know the shutdown of economies relatively due to the you know, steps taken to curb coronavirus and as long as those continue that's going to weigh on the polyvinyl chloride marketplace we've seen globally um, pricing for polyvinyl chloride fall um, not just because of upstream uh, pricing, such as on crude oil and feedstocks and, and ethylene, but also it's, it's downstream demand-driven. Uh, your major uh, demand drivers for polyvinyl chloride are the construction and automotive sectors. And what is happening in construction right now? Construction is very much postponed in some aspects because of concerns about the virus spreading within work—you know, the work sites. Other Planned construction uh, due to the economic situation is um, is being maybe postponed or canceled. Um, so that's not good broadly for the polyvinyl chloride sector. And then automotive has got a ton of shutdowns um, going on because of the you know, precautions taken uh, toward preventing the spread of the virus, as well as demand for automotive was already... Very low, relatively uh, was tepid, maybe the better way to say it, going into the coronavirus, and now within it, quite frankly, it's it, the, the demand for buying cars is 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 uh, it's not there. You're going to have to get production of automobiles back online, and the consumer willing to go out and spend on automobiles to really get that industry turned around. That's we expect to see a lot of incentives from the automotive industry regarding trying to get people into the showrooms and get cars driven off of lots. at the same time this was all occurring when um, there was a societal movement toward less less purchasing of vehicles you know we'd had the movement of you know toward ride-sharing the Ubers and Lyfts of the world and you you have younger generations that have not been nearly as interested in uh, purchasing a car as they, as they grow into adulthood as, as generations before. Personally, I have a 16 year old kid or 15 year old kid who's going through driving school right now. And the fact that you know, he can go out and take a drive, is not really a huge deal to him. That's way different um, for him his generation broadly than it is for mine. So that portends to, even when automotive comes back, it's not going to be the same automotive industry that we've had in 10, you know, past 10 to 20 years. So from that polyvinyl chloride demand uh, within that space uh, is not something we see as growing uh, substantially, but construction will still be a key end driver for polyvinyl chloride, and that just needs to come back. That won't be known until we stop living under the fear of a virus that right now has no vaccine and um, no cure. So within the sector itself, there are some capacity additions um, coming to North America. We've expected it from the ICIS supply and demand database. uh, We expect by 2021 uh, to there be at least another 300 kilotons of capacity come online. That is still expected to happen. And a lot of the projects that we know, the expansion of capacity in North America has been fueled by the shale gas revolution that has brought about cheap ethane feedstock uh, to make ethylene derivatives such as polyvinyl chloride and polyethylene. Most of this wave has been about polyethylene, but the chloralkali chain in which uh, polyvinyl chloride resides has been a benefactor as well. Uh, We still see a lot of that has been made for export markets. Uh, because of that cheap feedstock there's an advantage to making that product here as compared to other parts of the world and we've been uh, you know expanding our exports to areas like latin america uh, and to asia barring any kind of escalation in trade tensions uh, between countries which is altogether possible in this very um, hyper polarized hyper regionalized uh, nationalized world right now you know we still expect that those exports to grow um, but demand is going to need to you know to grow um, coming out of the pandemic there is an expectation that there will be pent up demand and possibly um, within some of the countries in north america as well as internationally you could see um, some national infrastructure projects that will be very good for polybond chloride that, as part of economic uh, stimulus packages that come forth i know that that is something that uh, president trump in the u.s has been keen to do and that is something that would likely get some bipartisan support um should that come to fruition either this year or within um you know whether it's president trump or uh, i guess president biden uh, should that happen in 2021 whoever is elected in the u.s so you could see some of that to stimulate construction growth but by and large uh the polyvinyl chloride industry is is in a downturn right now. It's not, you know, it is uh, somewhat unprecedented because of the circumstances around it, but it is also an industry that has dealt with this before in economic downturns. And every other time that there's been a downturn, there has been an upswing that comes out of it eventually. It's just about the trajectory of that upswing that's going to be key to watch. Um, Will it be a fast one? Uh, Will it be a slow incline, slow growth? We'll have to see, but it's, you know, Currently, there's plenty of supply. We don't foresee any kind of shortages for PVC, And from a buying standpoint, that's uh, that's a pretty good position to be into. From a producer standpoint, it's going to be about trying to capture market share and really working closely with your customers um, to make sure that you are capturing all the business that you possibly can.
0: Thanks very much for listening. Join us next time for episode five, when Jeremy discusses resin supply, demand, and pricing for engineering resins during the COVID-19 pandemic.